0: Oh okay.
1: standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance
0: by James Orville and Christopher Dean. Alex Philodome. Uh-huh. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got it. She's got it. Stable, 132.67. Has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 at UK. On the ice for the Gimlo. Again let's go. The golden goal. These golden games have their crowning moments.
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to Off the Podium an Olympics podcast as we come to you Today, to recap an epic day, six of the Pyeongchang Winter Olympic Games, a silver day for Australia. Sadly, it's not Chumpy Day, but, uh, it's Jared Day. It's, the other Jared is gonna he be here, heard from in just a second. But we're talking about Jared Hughes, silver medalist for Australia. But we're still going to declare it chumpy day because it's still a bit to talk about with him. But an exciting day of action to go on day six. We'll also talk a little bit about day seven, which is happening as we speak right now, as we record. And uh, sadly, no Canadian representation again today. They've both, uh, for some reason, decided not to join us, even though they won a gold or silver and bronze on day six. And so we'll just be here to talk about silver medals and everything else in between with the one, the only, Mr. Jared. Jared uh, the other Jared. Hello, Jared. Welcome back to Off the Podium.
0: Thanks. It's good to be back. I've uh, started spelling my name with a Y after the results <laughs> of yesterday. And, um, yeah, another great day in Pyeongchang.
1: Look at this. This is just so incredible, the fact that we've... Already equaled our tally from Sochi four years ago with the two silvers and a bronze. Uh, no pressure on uh, our aerialist tonight. No pressure on Bell Brockhoff in the Snowboard Cross to get that extra medal, to create a record for Australia. Never have we won more than three medals in a Winter Olympics before. Uh, so uh, I'm feeling it, though, Jared. I think this can be done. I'm not saying it's going to be a gold, but uh, as Australians, we should be satisfied if we can get that extra medal and walk away with four medals from a Winter Olympics
0: yeah i def- definitely think it's a possibility um plenty of events to come and uh, some events that we're fairly good at and have a good track record, track record at too well uh, before we get into
1: the results and talk up everything before I just need to do this right now because I know i'm going to forget uh, to do this unless I do this right at the beginning I want to spend a sh- send a special shout out to Tom heron, who uh, actually tweeted me uh, on Twitter funnily enough. Uh, and I just want to read this out. He said, love podcasts. I'm a daily listener. I follow Americans and Aussies. Thanks to my significant other. Hashtag off the podium. Hashtag Pyongchang 2018. Uh, so, uh, hello, Tom. G'day. Uh, I'm glad we've got a listener. Uh, I'm not sure if you're getting many of these tweets at all at you as well, Jared, but, uh, look at this. We've got other people listening to the show for once. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a massive shock, but, uh, these
1: things happen, you know. Not only are we getting our uh, fan messages published on the AOC website, we're getting listeners like, holy crap, you know, this is... We're making it. This is like us winning uh, silver and bronze medals. But, uh... The the big news obviously for Australia on uh, on day six. Well, there's probably two big news stories. The first main one, though, of course, silver medal in the men's snowboard cross. Uh, our third medal of these games, uh, and sadly, as I said, not to Chumpy, but Chumpy did make it through to the final, so uh, he was still very impressed with his result, and all props to Chumpy because he handled it very very well. But uh, for Jarrett Hughes to get this silver medal, uh, I think there was really no beating the Frenchman uh, Pierre Voltier, which uh, was interesting because in the uh, semifinal. Of course, uh Pierre crashed uh Jared and chumpy were the ones that just kind of strolled on through to the final, and uh Pierre got himself up to make himself over the line, so who were the other ones in that semifinals if only they had gotten up before him, but uh obviously, great for Australia, great for Jared Hughes, and really someone who I felt out of all the snowball cross riders. It was all chumpy, 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 and not a whole lot on Jared, but good good day for Jared, of course,
0: yeah, it probably helped a bit by. Not having that media pressure and attention probably made, helped him to focus on the event a bit more, I'd say. It's such a fun sport to
1: watch though. I mean, it is such, uh, entertainment and really just, just, you never know what's going to happen in it. I did like the sort of, um, the, the idea of some of the Australians to ride at the back. I mean, that, that helped Chumpy in the semi. Uh, he was kind of right at the back and then everybody crashed out. Um, and obviously our two other Aussies, uh, Adam Lambert, he went out sadly in the, uh, quarters. He was taken out, um, in that. And, uh, our other Aussie, uh, who of course, uh, went on to what be last in the, uh, the small final. We'll talk about that in a second. Cameron Bolton, um, who basically had a deformed arm, I want to say, going into that one. He was just, uh, so brave going into that. Um, but, I mean, this is just great. This is, this is an event I think that we've kind of always, you know looked likely that we should get a medal in so to finally do this was was obviously a a big thing uh chumpy though did you see the interviews with him afterwards i mean he's a very humble man he was still very positive and uh, happy that he at least made an olympic final so i respect that about chumpy that you know he's not going to walk away from this sulking that he obviously didn't get the result he wanted in the final
0: yeah exactly i would love to see him keep going but um
1: who knows Yeah. I mean, he he was very humble on our show when we had him on last year. The the, the off-the-podium curse continues. um. But uh, also for the third place there, Spain, Regino Hernandez, a great result for him. Um. But, like, it was just so interesting, kind of, all these people who were, like, just broken bones. Did you see the small final? Cameron Bolton's arm was, like, it was bright red and, like, hanging out. I swear there was a bone sticking out every single corner and he still managed to get fourth in the small final.
0: Yeah, that was impressive, and the, the interesting thing about this event is how there's really, like... The commentators said there was rules, but there really isn't. Like, we weren't seeing, like, nobody got disqualified or advanced mm. through the final. It's no, like, speed skating when they go back and, and look over the footage a hundred times. It's pretty much, if you crash out or somebody stuffs up your run too bad, try again in four years' time.
1: Which which I kind of like. I mean, I get why they do it in speed skating. I guess kind of in the speed skating it's a little bit closer um and it's i guess more technical in that way but i mean this is one where it wouldn't be that hard to accidentally just drop an elbow in somebody's head um but i mean it's just it's so nerve-wracking kind of even when somebody's leading i mean it was that famous one in turin wasn't it where uh the guy who was leading this event uh basically did a massive trick on the line and famously uh i think crashed out right at the end and i think he only ended up getting the silver medal but um yeah it's just it's just a fascinating sport but like, you, you messaged us in our little group last night about this, um, and I tweeted it out too. A small final. What is the point of a small final? Like, surely you lose the semi, like, just somehow relegate you into some sort of order. I mean, this is purely for the fact that you can say, oh, as an Austrian, Alessandro Hummerley, or whatever his name is, I got seventh in the Olympics, but I won the small final.
0: Yeah, it's stupid. And wouldn't you rather anyway just not have it and then say, oh, yeah, I finished equal seventh if you lose your semi-final. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, people, when it comes to, like, the World Cup
1: soccer, argue what's the point of the third-place match. I mean, I, for one, think there's purpose to a third-place match in the World Cup because it's a bronze medal. It's like the Olympics. It's like if you lose a semi in some sort of team sport in the Olympics, you will fight off for the bronze medal. But it's not like the winner of the small final gets the bronze. You know, it's not like this is, you know, two by two. It's not like the slalom uh, where they have it like that. So, um... Yeah, I, I'm intrigued why this is a thing, because it's obviously not just this. They do it in speed skating, I believe, as well. Um, I know, kind of, in some other sports, they'll have, like, playoffs, or so like, fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth. I mean, okay, fair enough, but, um, at the end of the day, if I'm an athlete, I don't give a fuck. I've lost the semis, I'm done. I'm like, okay, well, better than for four years, but, um, yeah, but we've obviously got the women in, uh, action. Basically, as we speak, we'll kind of go on over that a little bit more when we get to that. I think the other big news, though, on an Australian, um, angle for, for day, uh six was obviously the women's aerials um sadly uh we'll obviously talk about our aussies who did make it through to the final but i think the fact that poor old lydia did not make it through to the final is the bigger news story here and such a tragedy for lydia so sad to see that result for her
0: yeah it was a real letdown and but more so in the sense of she was so like apologetic to like the fans and stuff and in every interview she like she'd start with like sorry to like australia and i was like don't you like dare say sorry like the fact that she's won a gold and a bronze medal and she's apologizing for not making the final here i was like you have nothing to apologize i can understand that she's upset and disappointed in herself but i was like do not like apologize to australia because you've done like more than enough for this country and your sporting achievements
1: yeah and this i completely agree and i mean you know, she. whenever people talk about the great Australian Olympians, I, I feel like our winter Olympians often don't get mentioned in that conversation as much as, hey our swimmers and our athletics people and cyclists and things like that. But she is up there, to me, as one of our all-time greatest Olympians, not just for her results, but just her, you know, her will. I mean, she just absolutely brutalised her knee uh, in Salt Lake City and just the the resolve that she's had to come back here. And, I mean, her World Cup form was so strong coming into these Olympics um, and for somebody who'd kind of basically been retired from the sport for two years to come back in, you know, had a couple of kids, come back into this sport, and uh it's just, just yeah, I, I'm with you. She has no right to apologise. Lydia, if you're listening, we love you so much. Like, we are not... Uh, you know, expecting an apology for you, uh, from you at all. But, uh, this is again, Winter Olympians. They just come out of this. They, they have a smile on their face. They're still very humble about things, even if they kind of crash out. And just massive props to Lydia and Chumpy just for the way they handled both their, you know, very disappointing results. I mean, again, sorry to bring up the Campbell scissors. They did not handle it like that, did they, in Rio? Uh, you know, so this is again, the difference between, uh, the pressure put on certain athletes and then when you come to the Winter Games, just, Just props. Can we just...
0: It's Lydia Chumpy Day. Can we just declare that every day now for the rest of the Olympics? Yeah, exactly. And I think the fact, too, that in, like, the aerials, like, you get two jumps Mm -hmm. to, to qualify. I'm just thinking of, like, the amount of, like, Summer Olympic sports where, like, you get kind of, like, three tries and you're out, or some of them you'll get, like, six throws or something or rather I'm like, this is a sport that's really kind of on the edge getting those landings, and you only get the two... Attempts to qualify. Yeah, we saw it with Scotty
1: James, obviously, in the half pipe too, didn't we? So it's kind of... It's, it, there is a lot of that in in winter sports, so... Um. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just it's just so fascinating to watch these ones. But I mean, obviously the other the four Australians in this in total. Uh. Sadly, Samantha Wells. Uh. She also struggled with the landing. She couldn't make it through. But the good news, of course. Uh. And our probably realistically our you know main medal hope in this event was always going to be Danielle Scott. Uh. Number two in the world leading into this. Um. She basically did it on a first go. She got a ninety three point seven six, and she was straight into the final on a first jump. Uh. On the second jump though, Laura Peel also made it through. So we'll have two Aussie jumping for this and it's, it's, it's always just one that I've always loved aerials is just such a fun sport to watch uh, as I mentioned yesterday this is a sport that Australia has had so much success in uh, we have uh, meddled in this event every single Olympics this millennium uh, you have to go all the way back 20 years, the last time that Australia has not won a medal in aerials. And of course, uh, we did it with both men's and women's in, in Sochi. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, David Morris has come in the men's. But, um, yeah, how are you feeling about this one? Because, uh, you know, always a tough field. The Chinese obviously are always very strong in this. Uh, the Belarusians obviously very good. And Gratz ala Super in that as well. Uh, the Super Mum, her sixth Olympics. Um, no Canadians. Canadians generally have a good history in this sport too. But, uh, I think they only had the one, if I'm not mistaken taken in it. So, uh, it's a late night for us to watch this, but uh, it's always worth watching at the aerials.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it is really one of those events that could go any which way. So, um, yeah, I mean, just, just fingers crossed and just hoping for the best. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, I think, 10 o'clock, 11
1: o'clock tonight, and they have three jumps in in the final, uh, with that one and, uh, the two Australians. There's, uh, three Chinese in this final. There's also two, uh, Belarusians, three Olympic athletes from Russia and two Americans. So basically spread out there, uh, between about four or five nationalities. Uh, we're gonna, I wanna address kind of some of this quote controversy around um what happened in the broadcast in Australia but I'll do that after the results cuz uh that can go in our channel 7 um discussion per day. Uh I'll h- help update the Canadians uh while they're listening to this obviously with no Mallory or Colin here but uh the the interesting thing about this day was that uh, it's probably the least amount of attention I've been able to pay during the day for the event. Uh, and I actually, um, instead of watching it on the app like I have most days, did kind of, um, make the most out of watching this on the, uh, the actual main channel last night, which is a massive mistake, because I didn't even realize that Canada had won the gold in the men's 10,000 meters, uh, in the speed skating. We talked about this yesterday, the world record holder, Ted jan Bloman, uh, he won the gold for Canada. Fantastic result, broke the Dutch streak. Um, Netherlands did get a silver in that one with Jorette Bergsma and the Italian skater Nicola Tomolero, um, bronze there. Also a silver medal day for Canada. Lose the team relay. Oh my goodness. Can we just talk about this? What a sport that is. Uh Silver for Canada. Alex Goff has second medal of the games. Samuel Edney, Tristan Walker, and Justin Snythe. Um, basically, they had not won a medal in luge prior to these games. Now they've come away with two. The gold went to that in Germany. I think they've swept the luge now, haven't they, the Germans? Um, bronze went to Austria. We'll talk about that uh, team relay, relay luge uh, soon. Uh, and figure skating as well. Canada got a bronze in that one. Megan Dumhal and Eric Radford, um, gold in that also went to the Germans, um, and silver went to the Chinese pair. I'll go over some other Canadian results when we get through some of these other lists. Um, but the other medal events yesterday, uh, came down the men's downhill. Always, uh, a, a fascinating sport to watch. The blue ribbon, ribbon event of the Olympic Games, and obviously was delayed, uh, a few days, uh, until yesterday, but, uh, amazing to always watch, uh, and Norway won the gold there with Axel Lund Svindal. He beat his fellow countryman, Kjetil Jansred, and the Swiss skier, Beat Fjords, um, took the bronze. I hope he did beat some Fjords on the way to winning that one. Um, Canadians in that one, Manuel Osborne Paradis, uh, was 14th, uh, Benjamin Thompson was 28th, Dustin Cook was 32nd and Broderick Thompson was 35th. We had no Australian skis in that one. Uh, but if you're wondering, I'm sure you are, Jared, the great Bolivian skier, Simon Bretfus Kamalanda, was not last, 47th. Uh, Patrick McMullen from Ireland was second last. <laughs> um, there's always uh, a few sort of, um, non-traditional winter athletes going that one. Uh, Michaela Schrifren took out the women's giant slalom. Rajkunor Mowicknell for Norway took the silver and Fredericia Brignone, I want to say that's how you pronounce her name, uh, from Italy, took the bronze. Uh, from a Canadian perspective, Candace Crawford was 25th. Uh, and Valerie Greiner did not finish. Uh, and did we not have an Aussie in that one? Uh, Alice Robinson from New Zealand was 35th. Greta Small not in that one, was she? No, she mustn't have done that one. Uh, I think she's in the slalom, not the, uh... Giant slalom. So uh there's that one. Uh we had two biathlon events happening yesterday. The men's individual, Johannes Stignis Bow of Norway, the gold. Jakov Fak from Slovenia. I'm not laughing at his name, I swear, from uh took the silver, and Dominic Lantinger, Austria, the bronze, and the women's Hanna Oberg from Sweden took the gold there. Anastasia Kuzmina, Slovakia, the silver, and Laura Dalma for Germany took the bronze. And if I am not mistaken, was that uh our swede's uh second gold of the day no they've they've done really well though in the biathlon and the uh cross-country uh skiing suite in there so uh there's that one um from an australian perspective uh in the women's biathlon event If you just bear with me as I quickly scroll through this. I believe we had a record finish, did we not, in that one? Or was that in the cross country? I'm thinking of the wrong sport, Ben. Good job. Um, There were Canadians in that one. Sarah Baudry was 29th. Uh, Rosanna Crawford was 26. Emma Lunder was 54th. And Julia Ransom, she'd be disappointed with her 74th place. Spoke to her during the week and she was definitely aiming for top 60. So, uh, yeah, she's got a bit of, uh, work to do between now and, uh, Beijing, of course. Uh, and the men's side of things. Brendan Green, 22nd. Christian Go was 26. And that was it until we get to Nathan Smith, who was 81st in the biathlon cross country is where i wanted to go there jared of course the women's 10 kilometer freestyle and it was gold to uh, rajanel Hager of norway charlotte carla of sweden was silver and it was a tie for the bronze oh my goodness cross country tie what a result marit bjorgen from norway tied with krista
0: parmakoski from finland did you see the tie there jared what what an event that was I didn't, but that's exciting. Um, because in a lot of the other sports, they're like, Oh, we'll go down to thousandths of a second to break the tie, but I always like to see a tie in the Olympic games. Yeah, yeah so do I.
1: I. love how they've always got a spare medal ready to go. You know, like just, just in case. What happens? I wonder what happens to all these spare medals at the end of the games. Like not, not as many ties as I was thinking. So like, do you think that a couple of people in like the Pyeongchang organizing community is like, Hey, I'm just going to walk off with one of these spare bronzes. Do you reckon?
0: Yeah, I reckon. Or they, or they, otherwise they send them off to, um, Beijing and they melt them down and reuse them.
1: True. Well, they, they do actually, um, I know when I was in, uh, one of the times I was in Canada, um, when I was in Vancouver, I mean, I saw at least two displays where they had the medals in a case. Um, and then I think when Colin and I went to the mint in Winnipeg, they had also, cause like they were made with Canadian coins. So, um, yeah, so they do obviously keep some for, like, museum purposes and things like that. Um Yeah, this is what I was looking at for the cross-country perspective. It was, a, I believe, the highest ever finish from an Australian in the cross-country event at the Olympic Games. To Barbara Jezasek, she was 33rd. Great result from her. Um Finished just behind the Canadian Emily Nishikawa. Uh, other Canadians and Australians, we had Dara Beattie was 37th. Jessica Yeaton was 41st for Australia. Cassandra Brown for Canada was 43rd. Uh, then we had Anne-Marie Comeau from, uh, Canada was 62nd. Amy Watson from Australia was 68th. Casey Wright from Australia was 81st. Uh, and sad news for our Chilean listeners, uh, Claudia Salcedo ended up in last, and, um, obviously she didn't want that to happen, but it did. And, uh, for our Togo listeners, good news for Mathilde Ami V. Petagine, uh, 83rd. So, um, yeah, she'd be happy with that, Jared, wouldn't she? Oh, definitely. Absolutely going for that one. Uh, the figure skating, the pairs, as we said, Germany, China, Canada. The luge, we already gone over that. The snowboarding, we went over that. And speed skating, we went over those results there. And I won't go into specifics uh, when it comes to that. And just a quick go on the medal tally then. While we're uh, remembering here, um, Germany are just absolutely trouncing it on top right now. Nine gold, two silver, four bronze 15 in total. All the pre-game predictions that I did see had Germany well on top so uh, this is a good result for the Germans. Norway um, always seem to be winning but they're just not uh, at the top of the tablets. They've got the most medals and I am still on the argument that you should organise the medal tally by uh, Total Medals 1 and Norway would be on top right now. 6 gold, 7 silver, 4 bronze. The Dutch, 5 gold, 5 silver, 2 bronze. USA, 5 gold, 1 silver, 2 bronze. Canada in 5th. Um, four gold, five silver, four bronze, but if you did it by a total, uh, they would actually be in third. Um, and, uh, rounding out that, that's the top five. Australia currently in 12th position, two silver, one bronze. We are ahead of China. Can we just say that right now? That Australia are ahead of China on an Olympic medal tally? Uh, fantastic. Uh, and also technically Russia too, but, uh, you know, do we really? count them outside of that and uh just some other quick ones in terms of uh the curling and the ice hockey um big blow over in the women's curling i don't know if you saw any of this jared but uh korea knocked off the canadians um it was it was a big shock i was watching this match 8-6 so uh out of nowhere uh canada that and actually canada lost to to sweden as well uh so not a good day for canada um and that's actually um yeah a bit of a blowout there for almost the undefeatable canadians in the women so uh currently they've got a bit of work to do um in the men though the good news is that uh, the canadians are the opposite end of the spectrum there they're currently undefeated um they knocked off italy 5-3 they beat great britain 6-4 and of course the party pants team of norway 7-4 uh did you see their pants this time around not quite as bright as they usually are but they're still
0: quite memorable I haven't yet, but I have to keep an eye out for it.
1: Always good. Uh, And in the ice hockey, the good news is that uh, Canada didn't fall into the same trap uh, of the Americans in the men's tournament. Uh, They uh, beat Switzerland four goals to one, five goals to one, I will apologize there. Uh, and in the women's, uh, in what is probably a dress rehearsal for the gold medal game, Canada versus USA, Canada walked away with a 2-1 victory. So good news for Canada in probably the only sport that they, uh, actually care about. What did you watch, uh, during the, uh, action yesterday, Jared, on day six?
0: Uh, well, the main focus was definitely the aerials and the snowboard cross. The great thing about the snowboard cross was even Channel 7 really couldn't stuff that off up because it was just qualifying straight through like event after event, round after round. Um, so that was nice because there was no way that they could kind of cut away to replays of other stuff <laughs> and stupid segments because there wasn't any time to do that. So I uh, thank you to the snowboard cross for correcting channel seven's coverage. Uh, uh-huh. I also watched the team luge, which I think is just oh. a fantastic event and, and we need to get an australian team in there at, at some point because that, i mean that sport just needs to take off um yeah and that was about it it's just a, like yeah I, I pretty much
1: watch exactly the same things as you um i i watch a lot of the downhill as well because i always enjoy that um and i was hanging out for the ice hockey but uh, sadly channel seven just put it on way too late and i just didn't have my app available but um this team lose just like We joked about this with the baton and all that sort of stuff, but, like, the fact that they literally send down the female person first, they've got to whack that Olympic thing, and as soon as they do that, the second person goes, they whack it, and then our doubles friends are back. (laughs) Like, this sport is incredible. Like, this is, like, when they say relay, I'm just thinking, well, how do they do that in luge? But, like, this, this is just absolutely mental, this sport.
0: Yeah, it's insane, and I just love the fact that they do have to kind of hit that button with the Olympic rings on it it seems so. I'm just like outdated, even like you think that they could just as soon as they cross the line, like it would just send a message back up to the top. But the fact that they have to hit this thing as their baton change, and that they could miss it, and then, I mean, have to kind of run back to get to it, which I would love to see. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: yeah, I didn't see all of it enough to see if like any of the lower ranked teams did that, like because they're going so goddamn fast, they have to like jump off and like shit, 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 and like run all the way back um it's just such an amazing well do they do this in skeleton i mean i guess you don't have double skeleton but um i mean god this is just incredible like i think this should be i agree with you an australian team like just everything about this sport screams like like fuck this aflx crap that they've just started going on here and shortened versions of tennis what is that super Sixes tennis whatever the hell it's called like get team luge on tv this is this would get the kids involved
0: yeah, definitely. And I want like more relays. We've had this relay with all the events. Now I want a relay team of just like the three individual women three individual men a pairs pe- yes. lose relay um i think there needs to be more um medal winning spots for the relay
1: i agree with you completely just just relay central this is all that we need to have doing the bobsled like the two and four man like they would have whacked something and you know quickly change sleds or something like that I still just you know mix it all up like do like the the ice sport relay so like send down a luge just whack the sign then a skeleton race goes down whacks the sign then a bobsled goes down boom why can't they do that yeah exactly the more the better oh just just all the time i feel uh, absolutely um who's your athlete of the day then i mean again obviously our, our obvious ones is always an australian jared hughes but uh who, who else are you are you looking at for an athlete of the day
0: i appreciated the and athlete in the skeleton <laughs> yeah. um akwazi fring Pong. Just for his outfit was on point. The lion on the helmet, and then his dances at the end of the run. I mean, this is a guy who's who's finished last um, by quite a significant margin, but he's just loving being there. And the fact that there's an African uh, athlete in the skeleton, I think that's just amazing. Yeah,
1: no, I saw him. I, I like that. I agree with you there. I also I appreciated the uh, the Korean skeleton racer. I think it was Yun Sing Bin um who i believe just at the time of recording has actually won the gold medal um but i believe that's the one if i'm thinking of um actually had an iron man helmet um which is pretty cool uh my i'm going to go with somebody a little bit different uh in the fact that uh people associate the fact that I don't really like this country that much, but I've kind of not, don't, don't dislike this country as much as I'd now dislike France. Uh, I'm going with the Spaniard snowboarder who took the bronze in the snowboard cross, uh, Regino Hernandez. Now, not only did he have like a cool stormtrooper looking helmet, which I thought was pretty awesome, but, uh, this is Spain's first Winter Olympic medal in 26 years. They have not won a medal since Alberville uh, back in 1992. Um so it's been a long time coming for Spain. Uh and you know, we, we talked about New Zealand um being that long since they've won a medal. Um but I, I think it's I, I like it when a country breaks a drought. I like it when a country wins their first medal. So you've got to go way back to Bianca Fernandez Ochoa who took the bronze in the Alpine skiing uh, in the women's slalom. And interestingly enough for Spain, the only other Winter Olympic medal they'd ever won was from the same family 20 years previously, Francisco Fernández Ochoa, uh, who I believe was Bianca's father, took the gold in the men's slalom. So the very first non-Ochoa family member from Spain in the history of the Winter Olympics to win a medal and only their third ever Winter Olympic medal. So there you go, Regino and And what a helmet. Did you like his Stormtrooper-style helmet?
0: Yeah, I thought that was very impressive. Um, Obviously, a security risk, not knowing who was under there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I thought that was great. I I hope that they did check to see it was a man racing and not a robot. Um, But yeah, no, that was was great to see them win another medal after such a long time.
1: Now, before we get to our Channel 7, because I believe there's a bit to talk about Channel 7, uh, another news story that's emerged sort of in the last 24 hours... Uh, here in Australia is apparently uh, our new silver medalist, Jared Hughes, uh, and fellow snowboarder, the legendary Alex Chumpy Pullen. They don't like each other, Jared. Uh, apparently, the Institute, uh, Winter Olympic Institute boss, Jeff Lipshut, uh, has uh, apparently had to come out and say that, yeah, they basically don't get along. Uh, and I think a lot of it comes down to some issues that related back to Sochi with some team selection and who got funding and everything along these lines. And they're, they're pointing out that post-race, uh, Chumpy and Jared didn't shake hands uh, and they've got a real frosty relationship. Now, this is interesting. And I, I love Colin messaged our group and was like, oh, I'm sure you guys know about this. Um, can we just be honest? No, we didn't. Cause again, we, um, basically get news of winter sports in Australia every four years. So the great rivalry between Jared Hughes and Chumpy Pullen has not been mentioned until after this race. Um, I feel that, uh, you know, Channel 7 and other, um, you know, broadcasters could have sold this up a little bit more, I think. You know, particularly when they went one and two in the semi-finals. So, uh, this
0: is kind of an interesting story. I- I'm intrigued that this has not come to light before. Yeah, a big missed opportunity. And the fact that like by the looks of it, it's not even just Chumpy and Jared, it's the whole Australian men's snowboard cross team and Jared. Um yeah, an interesting one. I can I can understand if he got a little bit miffed about um Chumpy's overexposure at Sochi, <laughs> maybe a little bit jealous of that, but um yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care he's won a silver medal, he doesn't care if they come over and congratulate him or not.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, well that's a very good point, like stuff it he walks away with the bling at the end of the day, doesn't he? But um I mean, it's just so fascinating that kind of, you know, there's what, four Aussies, and I remember when we had Chumpy on the show, he mentioned that this is kind of a sport where people are pretty close, even though that they're tightly racing against each other like that and taking each other out, and, you know, they said that on the commentary last night, like, these are guys who are generally pretty close with each other, yep. um, but not Jared and Chumpy and Jared and everyone in Australia, so... um you know, I, I mean, again, I haven't really seen much of Channel 7 today. They've been showing this non-stop or, I mean, they were very focused on Lydia last night, I feel, more so than this silver medal.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard any mention of it. Um, yeah, but definitely it's interesting. And, and the fact that Jared is apparently training with the New Zealand team as well. I mean, we're hoping that we we don't lose him to them. So I think uh, the Australian Olympic Committee doing everything they can to uh, make sure that he stays competing for the Australians.
1: Well, lucky that he was with us. I mean, imagine if he had gone to New Zealand and this was a silver for New Zealand. Like, um, then we would have been definitely shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, now, just with the Channel 7 coverage, uh, I want to talk a little bit about snowboarding cross. Because actually, it was... You know, for the most part, the commentary team was pretty good with that. It was other stuff around it that was terrible. um the news that has come to light though uh, during the aerials coverage last night is that people are claiming that Jackie Cooper, the expert comments next to our dear old basil, um was casually racist uh, during uh, last night's performance. now, I was watching this live and uh, I could immediately tell the context that Jackie was referring to. But the comment that people are claiming is racist, and I'm going to read this, is this is what Jackie Cooper said. Very Chinese. They all look the same. Very hard to tell who is who. Now, okay, out of context, I can see what people are saying. But, like, watching this, she's 100% referring to the style of of the Chinese aerialist. It was a comment that she made with every single nationality. So she talked about the Belarusians. She, for a long time, was talking about how they've got a unique style. Um, I believe she mentioned the same thing, too, about the, uh, the Russians as well. Um, so straight away, the fact that people have taken this out of context and are claiming this to be racist is absolutely ridiculous. This is the one time I actually am defending Channel 7 because they've come out and straight away and they've put out a, um, a release that says, during tonight's commentary of the women's aerials, commentator Jackie Cooper, a former Olympian and world champion, noted that an aerial maneuver was, in a technical and style sense, very Chinese, meaning that the whole of the Chinese aerial team are trained in the same way, and the maneuver reference was a classic, technically perfect trademark of that team's style. At no time was the commentary racist, intended to be racist, or offensive. And it's actually fun reading the comments on their Facebook post, because for the most part, people are saying it's a shame that they have to come out and explain this as not being racist. And the fact that people are making this a race issue is ridiculous. Uh, again, everyone take this on note. The one time I'm defending Channel 7, because I watched it live, definitely was not racist, and I think people need to build a bridge and get the fuck over it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was obvious to, to know what she was talking about if you had watched leading up to that point. I can understand if, I mean, if you had just tuned in at that moment or something, and obviously somebody just kind of caught grab of that and have posted it, and then obviously other people seeing it out of context has really kind of blown it out of proportion, especially with something that was, I'm as far as I can see, I, I, intended to be a compliment to, like, the fact that the, the Chinese... Um, skiers were landing their jumps and they're very kind of technically sound. And the, and with Jackie too, her commentary was so good, yeah, I thought, for, for the entire night. I think that her commentary is great to listen to. And it's really funny because she has this um, really kind of sweet tone and persona that she talks in. But, like, subtly she kind of rips people to shreds. Like, she'll <laughs> say, oh, great jump by so-and-so. She's like, that won't be good enough for the final, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. And there was there was one, I think, one of the Australian girls – where just the way she, like, subtly did it, she was like, oh, I was so disappointed that she landed there. Oh, you know, I've trained her. You know, I I told her to do this, and, oh, I'm disappointed in her, but, oh, she tried her best. (laughs) It's like, she just has a way of doing it. But, um, yeah, I just cannot believe that this legitimately is a thing that we have to have them apologise for. Um so, yeah, welcome to 2017, but, uh, 2018, uh, I don't even know what year we are, but, uh, outside of the, the, um, compliments, I will slightly compliment them too on the snowball cross. Like, as you said, like, the way they kind of had to do it. And, uh, I really also enjoyed the, the female commentator that was in the commentary box as well. Um, because I, I, one thing I have to say about sports and commentators and when they get a female involved, you know, particularly in men's sports, you know, th- there's, there's layers of female commentators. There's ones who legitimately, are there because they're good and that they can actually call the sport and they know what they're talking about and it's natural and you don't even notice that there's a female. If You're just hearing a commentator. That, to me, was yesterday. That was so good. And then you have your ones where they're purely doing it because, oh, shit, we better put a female in the box because people will call us sexist, and they have no idea what they're talking about and they drag the commentary down. Uh, and I watched two sports yesterday with female commentators and it both were fantastic. It was a snowball cross and then I think it was the American coverage that we were getting the commentators for the downhill. Uh, apologies if they're not American if it was another country, but, um, the, uh, the female that was in the commentary box was fantastic. So, uh, I really enjoyed that side of the, uh, the coverage yesterday from Channel 7, but everything else outside of it, um, cutting down to our Kenno and Breno and whatever the hell they are and every three seconds talking to them. Um we kept cutting to Chumpy's town. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I wanted them to cut to Jared Hughes's town. Like where were they? Um and maybe my highlight of the entire broadcast was not only the esteemed uh future Walkley award winning journalist Rachel Finch asking questions to people in the crowd that she may as well be liking, What's your name? Do you like cheese? Do you like my dress? Like, she is so useless. Um, I also like them cutting to Chumpy Pullen's girlfriend, who, A, why isn't she in Pyeongchang cheering him on? B, does she know what she's talking about? And C, does she know what she's talking about? Like, she was, like, as blank and as bland as a piece of paper.
0: Yeah, I'm a bit over, kind of, the interviews with the family unless they actually win the event. Yes. Or at least, kind of scope them out a bit to see if they're able to and if it's awkward can they like finish it up some of the times like they'll start talking to them and it gets really awkward early and they just keep pressing and going i'm like this is the point whether they've said what they have to say they're obviously not comfortable being on camera or being interviewed just like leave them alone and let them watch the event yeah it's it's really is like ridiculous and just Rachel Finch,
1: just go home. Just, just don't like. We get it. You won't miss Australia. Congratulations. But just because you look good doesn't translate to asking questions. I don't look good, but I like to feel that I know how to ask a question every now and then in an interview. Uh, Jared, you can too. Like Colin, everyone involved in our show, I feel, has the ability to ask questions to get an answer out of someone. That's not just oh, go them. Um, but the um. The, the other thing too was this, uh, what's the name, Edwina Bartholomew or whatever the frick her name is, changing a hat every single commercial break, and she came back at one point with like a Russian gulag hat or whatever the hell it was, looking like an absolute, I don't know, what was she wearing? <laughs>
0: Uh, the, the mind really boggles. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if that was a sanction to look for her to be wearing on air.
1: <laughs> the one, the one thing though that I actually kind of enjoyed though, kind of contradicting myself slightly was, um, during the aerials, they actually had an actual journalist in the crowd. They had Chris Reason, who's over there doing the Channel 7 news reports, uh, you know, for the nightly news bulletins. And he was interviewing Lydia Lassler's husband and son. I don't know if you saw that interview, but I had to crack up laughing when he asked a question to her son and was like, Oh, and do you think that your mum can do it tomorrow? And he's like, I don't know. We'll have to see, won't we? <laughs> just, like, he handled it so well. Uh, the thing that I appreciated about Chris Reason, and you can tell he's an actual journalist, like, just the way he's asking the questions, he doesn't milk at home, and even, like, he doesn't kind of, like, talk down to the little kid. Like, he just kind of just directs a question, like, you know, not too serious, but also not too babyish. So get Chris Reason to do more of this stuff. He's an
0: actual journalist. Yeah, exactly. That was one of the best interviews of, like, family and people in the crowd. So, yeah, if they're going to do that and, and keep doing it, then they need to make sure they have somebody who can handle that situation. Just, just,
1: I want people to get the coverage, the footage of Chris Reason asking questions and Rachel Finch asking questions, and night and day. The difference, like, okay, you could argue that if Chris Reason was walking down the runway in a night, an evening gown in Miss Australia, that he's gonna be terrible at it compared to Rachel Finch. There's a difference there. Uh, and I'm sure walking down a piece of wood in a dress and smiling takes a lot of skill. But so does asking questions. And Rachel Finch needs to get trained in that um rant over anything else on channel 7 that i've missed Uh, i don't again i didn't really pay a whole lot of attention i will go off at them for the fact that um Watching their coverage at eleven o'clock at night, you can tell they've been playing replays the death of Scotty James and everyone else and Jared Hughes and all this sort of stuff because they get to eleven o'clock after the aerials and like, Fuck, well let's show all the other events we didn't show during the day. So here's the men's downhill, here's the Teens Luge, here's more of the figure skating. Oh we're gonna get to the ice hockey, we swear, at 1.30 in the morning they still haven't gotten to the men's ice hockey. Um, and I know I can watch the app, but I didn't have it available to me. Um anything else that I've missed here, Jared?
0: I don't think so. Yeah, I agree with you. I hate the kind of end of the day rush. And just what bugs me more than anything is they kind of act like it is they're showing live sport. There's no mention of let's go to the downhill that was held earlier today and, and see how that finished up. It's now we'll cross to the downhill where there's medals up for grabs. I'm like, stop trying to pretend that this is live sport. This happened four hours ago. You didn't show it. Like at least have the guts and own up to the fact that you're not showing any sport and you've missed it and it's already happened. Uh, Make it clear that this has already been on and we're doing such a bad job that we didn't show any of it at the time.
1: And again, as I think we said yesterday, like in a day and age of social media and the internet, like they just, you just can't pretend that you, this is live or anything along those lines. So, um, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, Channel 7, just, god damn it. Uh, alright, no Canadians again. So I uh, found a hello, my name is, and I'm Canadian. I'm going with a, uh, Olympic hockey player, um, uh, to celebrate Canadians, uh, winning the women's, uh, match against USA yesterday. Um, Sarah Nurse. Um, are you a big fan of Sarah Nurse? i uh, got all the posters on your wall still Jared of her Yeah Of course cool, I thought so Uh Olympic rookie Sarah Nurse has had an outstanding collegiate career With the University of Wisconsin Making it okay cool awesome right let's get into this My name is Sarah Nurse and I'm Canadian My favourite Olympic moment is Watching Alex Bilodeau in Vancouver win the first gold on Canadian soil If I could have uh a superpower it would be teleportation A.K.A. apparating um, I don't know what that is. Um, my favourite sports movie is The Blind Side slash Love and Basketball. Okay, she's not a Mighty Ducks fan. She plays ice hockey. Uh, oh, this one's funny. My funniest childhood memory is dressing my little brothers up pretending they were my sisters. <laughs> sure? Uh, did you do I'm that sure with your... i they
0: appreciative of that.
1: <laughs> did you do that with your sisters? Did you dress them up to pretend they were brothers? Uh- no, I di- didn't didn't think of it at the time. Now you've got time to think about it. There you go. Um, my favorite pump up song is Beyonce. Freedom, flawless formation. Okay. The most recent TV show I watched was Queen of the South. Uh, I love how here on the uh, Canadian website they've got to put a trailer for Queen of the South. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly they assume no one's watched it. Um, my favorite foods are nuts, peppers, onions, and cheese sauce. My favorite chip flavor is bold barbecue Doritos. If I weren't an athlete, I would be a doctor or a pop star. Uh, (laughs) You could be both, I guess. Um, My favorite vacation spot is anywhere with a roller coaster and my dad. People actually usually describe me as sassy. Uh, Draw a picture of you and your teammates. Uh, So she's drawing a picture of, her in front of a gold net with big hair and, uh, oh no, that's a teammate there, alright. And a picture of herself. She's drawing a picture of her standing there with a stick, an ice cream, a basketball, a bag that says shopping on it, and, uh, I don't know what that is. It's a card of some sort. I don't even know what that is. Draw a picture of your favourite animal, a lion. Can I just point out that she like, legitimately has a drawing style where she looks like she's like a five-year-old? <laughs> so, um, yeah, okay, they're really not that exciting. Colin finds all the good ones. We find the boring ones. Um, Fan messages now, exciting news. We got both, two of our three published yesterday. That was a big win for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a life. What a time to be alive with two messages getting published. Oh, just so good. Oh, so, so good. Let's have a
1: look at some of the ones here. Um, So, Adam Lambert, who sadly obviously didn't make it through. Uh, to the post-the-quarterfinals. Uh, Mary Miller from New South Wales. Good luck today, Adam. So very proud. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Published yesterday. Um, but, uh, yeah, ours is still here. Like, they actually have had... They've just not updated this since yesterday. Because I'm seeing here that Al two from yesterday is still, like, right at the top of the page. Um So, we really have not gotten many of new ones here. Here's one to uh, Jacqueline Narricot. Uh, who of course is a, uh, female loser? Or is that skeleton? Uh, looking here at, um, that weird little image I've got in front of me. Hi darling. Oh sorry, this is from Mike and Christine, Annie's grandparents, New South Wales. Hi darling. Only just realized tonight talking to Rob. Oh Rob, the Rob. Uh, that you're competing for Oz. No wonder the BBC have not mentioned you so far. We'll be routing for you. Never mind. You're an Aussie, because we both love see the work you put in. For obvious reasons, we're in Bath. Not new go-for-it-girl love and XXXXXXX. Is that like a British way of talking? I did not understand a word of that.
0: Yeah, I'm very confused.
1: Yeah. Uh So I'm guessing she's British, and now she's not. Um Yeah, these are kind of boring. These are all yesterday uh Vernon O'Brien uh to Jared Hughes this is i think what got him um the silver medal uh from Vernon O'Brien sending you energy love and support from Austria i'll be watching you uh- <laughs> yeah, New South Wales
0: obviously a very important state in Austria
1: oh just the austro new south wales relations are obviously very high at the moment so um it's it's come across quite well i legitimately am just looking at these ones from yesterday there's nothing exciting the only new ones above ours is literally to Amy Watson. Good luck for tonight, Amy. Hope you have a great race. That's about it. Um, so anyway, uh, I guess when it comes to messages, uh, who is competing on day seven, uh, with our cross country skiers? Got- I guess we could do it to Brennan Carey, couldn't we? I mean, he's, Already gone through to the next phase in the figure skating, so uh, we could spur him on a little bit. We haven't sent one to Brendan, no, we haven't. Shall we go for for Brendan? It's a figure skating day for us. Do you think? Definitely. All right. What are you thinking for Brendan?
0: Um, I think we need to advise him on the spaghetti arms to keep them to a minimum. Okay. If he well. wants top marks.
1: All right. Name? Um, oh, well, I don't know, Tonya Kerrigan. Um, email Tonya <laughs> Kerrigan at hotmail.com uh let's go for tasmania um go brendan remember spaghetti arms are key um uh uh, make sure the spaghetti is cooked though nobody likes raw spaghetti do you think that's good enough (laughs)
0: I think that's important advice.
1: That's that's very important advice. That's true. I mean name name one person that's ever said, Oh Jared, really want some spaghetti, but just don't cook it. Mmm, <laughs> Crunch down on this. Yum yum yum. Uh that that is clearly why brendan has gone through to the next phase we'll, we'll do a bit of an update on that very very shortly at least at the time of recording this thank you very much brendan uh who else of course brendan appeared on this show um clearly he's not going to win a medal <laughs> based purely on that um what about uh what about we'll, we go to our woman's british skeleton racer jackie narracott what do you reckon that's it. it's time to get skeleton on this uh shit um how are you jackie where are we let's go to skeleton Jackie Narricot, name, uh, we'll go with, um, Chumpy Lassala. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm coming out with some original names here, I know. Uh, they from New South Wales. Um, you skeleton well. Remember to skeleton. <laughs> Do you think this sounds familiar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember the skeleton. Skeleton is
0: important. Bad skeleton is bad. <laughs> bad skeleton is bad.
1: Skeleton is life. Life is skeleton. Remember, if you forget something, remember to skeleton. Skeleton.
0: I- <laughs> skeleton.
1: I really... Like, seriously, if the AOC web uh, admin ever listens to this show, can you just send us a message? We'd love to hear from you and just, like, have an interview. What what constitutes a decent message to get on this? Like, if that legitimately makes it, um, then, yeah. All right, I feel like we need to go Danielle Scott. No pressure on her. She's ready to get the gold tonight. She's going for it. She's got to keep the tradition alive um, of this uh, name uh Jackie Cooper <laughs> Oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> email i'm not racist at hotmail.com uh new south wales uh remember whoops shit i can't even write properly remember to oh no that just disappeared on me ah oh, hang on start again <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the internet's got me don't be don't make these jokes about this ben uh <laughs> try that again jackie Cooper, I'm not racist at hotmail.com from New South Wales. Remember to look the same as all the Australian Australians. That's important because they look the same in style. Style. (laughs) I'm not racist. Do you think that works? Mm. Uh, I think they wish they could probably block an IP address here at the moment. Um, I I will say to anybody out there, if you want us to send a specific uh, message, let us know. I'm just looking at the list here. We've still got a few to go. um, Some that would have finished by the time we get around to them. Um, but we'll get there eventually. Um, and hopefully all the athletes are getting spurred on by our messages of support. So, uh, day seven, the Aussies in action, and, uh, we might already have a few results, um, for this. Uh, Actually, before I get to the Aussies in action, let's just say what is on today in terms of the medal events. So, of course, at the time of recording this on day seven, some of these, of course, have already begun. Uh So, in the Alpine skiing, the men's Super G and the women's Slalom are on. It's Zali Stegel Mania and the women's Slalom, the Zali Stegel Memorial Race. The 15-kilometre men's freestyle in the cross-country. Uh The women's aerials, of course, are happening in the freestyle skiing. The men's skeleton will be decided today. The women's snowboard cross uh, will be decided today. And the women's 5,000 metres in the speed skating. Outside of the medal events... Um, third day of matches in the round robin stage of both the men's and the women's curling. The men's single short program has started in figure skating. Today, uh, third day of matches in the group stages of the men's ice hockey will be on today. Skeleton, uh, the women's, the two first two runs of that happen as well as the men's. Uh, qualifying round of the men's large hill ski jumping happens today as well. So uh, good to see the ski jumping back when it comes to that. Uh, Aussies in action, uh, the ones that we have not already mentioned, uh, cross-country skiing, of course. Uh, Phil Bellingham and Callum Watson, our man, are both in that race. Brendan Kerry, as we said, um, and what a start he's actually had. I'm seeing he was currently in third position, uh, but he's dropped down, actually. They haven't updated that in the AOC. Uh, tenth position, actually, right now, um, About half of the skaters have done in that short program. So he's he's off to a decent start there, Brendan. So he'd be very happy with that. Uh, in the freestyle, obviously, as we mentioned, both Laura Peel and Daniel Scott going for medals tonight in the aerials. Skeleton, John Farrow. Well, that's already done and dusted. He finished uh, 20th position overall in that. Uh, we'll probably repeat that for you tomorrow. Uh, 16th position, I should say. Apologies there. The uh, women, Jackie Narricot, as we've already gone through. She's in the women's one. Belle Brockhoff, uh, another friend of the show, has been on the show. She's through to the quarterfinals of the Snowboard Cross, so we'll keep an eye out on how things go with that. So that's the Aussies in action. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I mean, the obvious one I'm going to say is the aerials here, but is there anything else you're, you're looking forward to seeing on uh, as day seven continues?
0: Uh, I think mainly the aerials, um, probably a little bit of the Alpine skiing and hopefully uh, getting to check out the curling and the Norwegian pants. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: down for the women's slalom. It just always remember, reminds me of Zali. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the women's snowball cross too. I love snowball cross. Um, in the men's ice hockey today, uh, who do we have playing actually? The US will be looking to bounce back after their loss against Slovenia. So they play Slovakia today and Russia will play Slovenia uh, in that one as well as, uh, no, Finland and Norway. Other games I should mention Finland beat Germany. Yesterday five two in Sweden beat Norway four nothing in the ice hockey. So um that's where that stands right now. Hopefully, we uh, will have some Canadians joining us across the weekend. We're not too sure. Uh, Colin, probably not. But Mallory, hopefully, will be back to give us a Canadian perspective. But uh, once again, to everybody who's listening to this, we really do appreciate uh, the message uh, that we got. Tom Heron. again, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to ask us anything specific, Tom, get our opinions, or you want us to bring more American updates, I'm not too sure, let us know. We obviously focus mainly on the Canadians and the Australians, but... We know that America exists, so, um, yeah, go go, Sean White. Um, Oh, that's another thing that Channel 7 did, didn't they? They interviewed Sean White rather than showing live events, so that was pretty exciting, wasn't it?
0: Mm, Yes, just a little bit of promotion for his event that's coming to Sydney, and and... I wonder who will end up broadcasting that. Surely Channel 7 is in the mix the way that Ooh. they've been talking about it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think so. I look forward to their uh, interview tonight, of course, with the downhill winner Axel Lund Svindal. Uh, clearly, just while they're interviewing other nations. I mean, obviously, Svindal's bringing his great downhill uh, tournament to Sydney this year, I believe, is he not? Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to that. I've already got tickets. Oh, jealous. I, they were sold out when I went to get them, so you were lucky. Um, say hi to to Axel for me. Uh, he hasn't returned my calls this week, so um, uh, just yeah, send say hello in Norwegian, whatever that is. You you've worked with Norwegians before. How do you say hello? What did Freddie Dos Santos say back in the Amazing Race days? Uh, probably something like "Don't talk to me." <laughs> Yes, those Norwegians, notoriously rude. Uh, hello to all our Norwegian listeners listening to us today. Um, like is on Facebook. Uh, use a hashtag off the podium uh, if you're on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we look forward to covering day seven. Will it be another medal day for Australia? Can we break through for our fourth medal of the games, a new record? And what will be three medals in a row, three days in a row? Something which I don't know if we've. Uh, Ever achieved before in the Winter Olympics. So um, look forward to that, folks. Jared, always a pleasure, mate, and congratulations on your silver medal.
0: Thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm wearing that proudly at the moment, and I'm I'm never going to take it off. And uh, you will never take off your headphones listening to Off the Podium. We'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks to your
1: company. We'll speak to you then. Good night. Lady, op, 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 op,